Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. Hey, welcome to Quiz the Diz. And what a great question we have this week from my friend, John Hanson. John? If someone has a job interview, how do they go to differentiate themselves to get the best chance to win that job? It's the best job, dream job. And then secondly, how do they do that without coming off as desperate? You know what? It's a great thing that I have time to think about these before I get to record them. That's a great question, John, and thank you for asking. So the question again was, how does one go about differentiating oneself to get the best chance to win the job? And how do they come off without being desperate? Well, I'm going to answer that in two parts. First of all, how do you go about differentiating yourself to get the best chance to win a job? Now, we've all been in those situations where we don't know what to do when we walk in. But remember this, when you walk in the door, you've been called for an interview. So you've beat out some people already. Some quality or something on your resume or something that someone said about you indicated that you were the person that could best do this job. So you've already gotten past one hurdle. That should make you feel a bit confident. We don't sometimes, we don't get confident about that because we think, well, there are a thousand other people here. Not really. Let me give you an example. When I was um, a young fellow, uh, quite a few years ago, I wanted to get a job as an assistant manager at Showcase Cinemas in Louisville. Now, Showcase Cinemas was 15 screens back when most theaters had one or maybe two. We had 15. Raiders of the Lost Ark was still showing. That's how long ago this has been. And I worked there the first weekend that Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan came out, and E.T. came out, and Conan the Barbarian was out, and yeah, I'm old. But anyway, let's just go past that. I go into this job interview, and it's in the main lobby, and I go in thinking it's going to be me. And I walk in, I'm dressed nicely. I'm feeling confident because I got called for the interview and there are about a hundred other people in there. Now we've all been to those, those cattle calls. It's like, (laughs) and I was young enough at the time. It didn't bother me today. Probably if I walked in on that, I might turn around and walk out unless I really wanted the job. And I'll explain that to you as we go on here in just a moment. So I had the interview and they hired me and I worked there for a good part of the summer. I didn't work there very long because I I found out why they had to hire so many people and why they had such big job interviews is because people didn't stay there very long. It was a lot of hard work and it didn't pay very much. I think I made 150 bucks a week, which sounds like huge money when you're 18 or 19 years old and you've been making $2 an hour, but it's not, it's not very much. And again, as I said moments ago, I'm old and that's why it happened like that. But I've often wondered what made me different about that job interview. And I think part of it is I walked in, I was confident, I knew how to speak, I knew how to carry myself, I knew how to look someone in the eye, and I knew how to listen to them and give appropriate answers. Well, John's question doesn't have to do anything with that because those are just kind of normal job interviews. We all know those things. We all know that, oh, I've got to look the person in the eye. Oh, I've got to be dressed well. Oh, you know, you've got all that stuff going for you. I get all that. But how do you go about differentiating yourself to get the best chance to win the job? Now, 
let me say this to John. I would challenge you that I don't want to differentiate. I want to be distinctive. Let me explain what that means. My friend Scott McCain wrote a book several years ago called Create Distinction. I highly recommend it, Create Distinction by Scott McCain. And in it, he talks about the difference between being differentiated and distinctive. Do you know the difference? Now, maybe you do, or maybe you think you do, but let me explain it to you this way. There are things that are the same. There are things that are differentiated. And then the upper level is things that are distinct. Now, Scott has gone on to add to that by saying there's also things that are iconic. But we're not going to go there right now. But uh, the level of iconic is Apple or something like that. I mean, just it, it owns a particular place in people's minds. But let's talk about the same, differentiated, and distinctive. We've all flown on an airline before. And if you've flown American, for instance, you know, eh, they kind of get you where you want to go. But there's nothing really special about it. There's nothing that's like, oh, man, I can't wait to fly with them again. It's just a utility to get me from one place to the other. Now, a differentiated airline would be somebody like Delta. They feel a little bit more special. When you get on a Delta plane, you know, especially if you're flying in first class, it's like, hello, uh, here is your hors d'oeuvre. You know, it's very nice, but it's still not all that in a bag of chips or peanuts, as the case may be. But to get on Southwest, now, I've had people say, well, they're like a cattle call. That's twice I've said cattle call in one podcast. Awesome. Anyway, it is, but it's also very distinctive. If you think about it, when you get on a Southwest jet, if you've ever flown them, you know that um, you got a boarding position, and you can get on and pick the seat that you want. Now, if your boarding position is C-27, you're going to sit in the middle. At least you will when COVID restrictions are over, but it's not going to be all that distinctive. But the way they treat people, the way they treat their customers, the way they treat their employees. My wife's been on a Southwest jet twice where somebody has gotten fired as a customer, told to never get back on the plane again because of the way you treated our employee. Well, that's distinctive. Nobody does that, but Southwest will. So I would, uh, distinctiveness is something that cannot be duplicated. So differentiation you can duplicate. There are places that differentiate by price. For instance, we all know about Dollar General. Well, Dollar General, nothing used to be over a dollar at Dollar General. Now there are. Uh, the Dollar Tree, guess how much stuff costs there? <laughs> dollar? That's exactly right. Well, you're, well, they're pretty distinctive. No, they're not. What about the 99-cent store? And out in California, I saw one that was 98 cents. Well, there's going to come a point where they can't go much cheaper. They won't be making money. But the point is that differentiation of just having a different price is easy to duplicate or it's easy to beat. But the distinctiveness of having exactly what you want when you want it, now that's something that's hard to beat. And I, I, I would like to say this. I believe Walmart is a distinctive store. There's a personality to Walmart, if you will. Now, that leads me to my next observation about how to, let's not differentiate ourselves to get the best chance to win that, that job. Let's become distinctive. Because if you're distinctive when you're trying to win a job, you'll do a distinctive job performing that job. Does that make sense? All right, here's how that works. So distinctiveness is going to require you to be somewhat different. 
and it's going to require you to be different enough that nobody else can duplicate it. So how do you do that? Well, in my training in radio, I would teach people this, that there are three qualities to a radio station that I want to hear. If you can do all three of these things, you'll have a winning formula. If you do two of them, it'll be pretty good. If you only do one, you need to get back in there and try again. So here they are. You ready? They are personality, entertainment, and a sense of community. Personality, entertainment, and a sense of community. Now, you may say to me, well, Terry, I don't understand what this has to do with the job interview. Well, let me explain to that. Your personality is distinctive. You're the only one with it. Now, we all know there are people out there that act and do the same things, and but there are others that are like, I just want to be different than everybody else, but they dress like 30% of the other people. You know what I'm talking about. The uh, you'll Go walk in, in neighborhoods around town and you'll see people dressed in goth outfits because they want to look dark or, or, you know, with pink hair or uh, whatever, tattoos or earrings or, uh, and I'll take it to the other end of town, people that are really dressed up and always wearing a suit and all that kind of stuff. Well, I want to be distinctive. No, you don't really. You don't really want to be distinctive doing those things. What you want to be is carry the three things with you that you can't duplicate. Personality, a way to entertain somebody, and a sense of community. So a lot of times, and I'm sure this is what John meant by part of his question, how do you differentiate yourself to get the best chance to win the job? I believe a lot of times we think the best thing to do is know everything about that company. So let's say that it's XYZ Widget Company. Oh, man, I know you know your profit margin last year. I know who your main customer is. I know um, when you got started. I know all of the history of the company, all these kind of things. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong to know those things. I think, though, that we can know too much. You know, in today's society, today's world, you can find out whatever you want to before you ever walk into the interview room. But don't forget you're being interviewed. Now, did you hear that? You are being interviewed. They're looking at you. You're not looking at them. They're looking at you. So it's all right to ask questions about them. It's all right. As a matter of fact, you're going to interview your interviewer and you should, but they're really looking at you to say, what makes this person stand out? What makes them distinctive? All right, so your personality has to be one of them. Now, if you've got a rotten personality, I don't know what to tell you. Lighten up, Francis. I mean, there are people that are just angry all the time or mad or they want to get back at somebody. I don't want to hire anybody. I don't want to work with anybody. I don't want to vote for anybody that just wants to get back at somebody. I want to be part of a culture that says we value personality. If they don't value personality, then maybe you don't want to be around. Now think about that a little bit. Okay, how else can you make yourself distinctive? So we talked about personality. Let that shine through. You're the only one with your personality. What do I mean by entertainment? Well, now here's where knowledge about the person or company that you are interviewing with can come in. Remember, again, they're interviewing you, but you also have to have some knowledge about them. I said a minute ago, you don't want too much. It's a balancing act. Because if you can go in and say, well, I know what you all made in the third quarter of 1972, yeah, you're a little too geeky for anybody and probably won't get the job because they're like, eh, it's a little weird. It's kind of like the people that know the uh, 
the ensign's name on Star Trek in the third episode of the second season. I, you know, yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad you got that going for you, but uh, not really all that interested in that. That's a little over the top. You don't want to be over the top of, with your knowledge about the company. Now, that differs from what some other leaders will tell you. Some other leaders will say, oh, know all you can about them. So the problem with knowing all you can when you walk in the door is that sometimes you'll know too much. And I just think it's bad to know too much. You want to learn about them, or at least act like you're learning about them. So now we've talked about personality, entertainment, to means to inform with delight. So you're delighted to inform them about who you are. You're delighted to inform them about what you know about the company. You're delighted to inform them about what you don't know about the company. And I'm going to tell you that there are times that that job may be a little bit out of your reach. Here's where the sense of community comes in. There's a reason, and John asked this, he said, it's a dream job. There's a reason it's a dream job. Now, I had my dream job once. I'll have another one. I know I will, but I had a dream job one time that I wanted terribly badly. I didn't know how to go about getting it. So I wanted to be a full-timer at a 50,000-watt AM radio station in Louisville, Kentucky by the time I was 30. And yeah, they had radio when I was 30. Thanks. I didn't know how to go about getting it. And so I just learned everywhere I went, every radio station I worked at, I learned new things and tried to be the best I could be at it. So there was an opportunity that came up in the late fall of 1988 to go to work for the second best radio station in Louisville. And they called me and they said, we'd like to have you. And I said, well, when do I get to go on the air? And they're like, oh, this is the big time. You don't get to be on the air here. You're just going to run the board. And you know what I did? I turned them down. I said, nope, it's not what I want. You have to be ready to do that. You have to be able to walk away, even if it's a dream job. Here's where the sense of community comes in. I wanted to be part of this other radio station. And one day, I was calling a friend of mine who happened to be married to one of their radio announcers, one of the announcers on this radio station, WHAS in Louisville. And her name's Liz Curtis Higgs. Her husband's name's Bill Higgs, still good friends to this day. And I was looking for Bill. And Lizzie said, well, he's not here, but I hear that you're out of radio right now. And I'm like, yeah, I I was working at another station and they just never would give me a raise and it just wasn't worth it to me anymore. And, um, I'd had an offer at this other radio station and what they wanted to do, it wasn't worth it. And she said, well, I think you've got talent and I think you need to be in the business. So I'll put in a good word for you and you call the boss. His name is Gary Bruce. You call Gary and tell him that, um, I told you to call. So I called him up. I didn't tell him that Liz had said to call. I just said, I'd like to talk to you. I'm looking for, I hear you're looking for a board op. Can I come in? So I go in for the job interview. Now, the thing I left out about the job that I had been offered was that the job that I had been offered earlier that I turned down wanted to pay me $5 an hour, which was pretty good at that time. But I walk into this station and the guy goes, well, have you got experience doing this? "Uh Uh-huh. How many uh, basketball games have you done on the radio? Mm, I would say 500 to 1,000. And he whipped out a piece of paper right there in front of me and said, I think, here we go, let's just put you on the payroll right now. When can you start? For $8 an hour. Well, first of all, it was my dream job. It's what I'd always wanted. 
but I didn't go in looking desperate. I wanted to go in to be part of their community. That's what that's what differentiated or what made me distinctive, I believe. So again, those three things that you have to look at, and I'm glad to talk to you about them anytime. You can reach out to me at terry at quizthediz.com. Personality, entertainment, and a sense of community. Those are the ways that you make yourself distinctive and get the best chance to win the job. Now, the final part of John's question is this. How do you do that without coming off as desperate? And I think I think I kind of answered that question a minute ago, but let me just say this again. If you have your personality, and if you carry a sense of wonder and a sense of interest and a sense of being able to inform them with delight about who you are, what you think of their company, how much you would enjoy working there, and a sense of community, you want to be part of that community, it's going to send desperation off the end. There won't be any desperation because you're confident and you know that you have what it takes to get the job, but you're not wanting to get a job. You're wanting to become part of their community. So again, it's personality, entertainment, and a sense of community. John, I hope that answers your question. I really appreciate it. If you've got a question, we'd love to hear it. My email address is terry at quizthediz.com, or you can call us and leave a recording, 614-382-2582, 614-382-2582. Hey, I would appreciate it if you'd rate and review the podcast, share the podcast with friends, tell them about it, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, next week, we're going to have guests. Woohoo! My wife, Nay, of Snacks with a Twist, and John and Angel Ando from Marketing Media and Cupcakes Podcast is going to join us to talk about customer service, creativity, and who can multitask. I think that Angel's answer to that will surprise you. Hey, look forward to talking to you next week. The Quiz the Diz podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Our website is quizthediz.com or you can reach us at 614-382-2582. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz the Diz. Quiz the Diz.